Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. Mikhail. I'm Marissa. I'm Victor. And it was a mistake for fuck's sake. Wow. How do you forget this? You know what? I don't even forget now. I think it's just your thing. I think that we just established it's your thing. I'll let you have it. But I thought we're about to be a team. We're about to be a married couple. Mm, about. That's, I thought it's mine is yours. We're about. You steal all be. my socks. Maybe season five. <laughs> okay. We are here today to discuss season four, episode eight, titled Roadkill. Do you know what we are at the end of? Phase two. Nice. Listen. You're not just a hat wreck, honestly. I'm not. Looks and brains. Wow. What's kind of crazy is we have four episodes left. And because someone has their bachelorette party this weekend, we have to record this next episode rather quick. So then we have three episodes. Oh my God. And you realize like once we do the finale, then we get married. Wow. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, This finale of a lot of things. Yes. Yes. Um, Do you want to tell people where you're going for your bachelorette party? Okay. <laughs> um, this episode, Roadkill, um, is an episode where they travel to Tampa. We kind of find out the basis of what Arthur slash Trinity is all about. And then Arthur tries to kill himself. Meanwhile, we have Deb sort of finding out that maybe Trinity didn't shoot her. LaGuardia and Batista get their fuck on back again. And I don't... I don't Really can't recall much else. Big stuff that happens. Yeah. Uh, going into the season, everyone told you this was the best season ever. And I may have asked this asked this question already. Your thoughts on this season as the, oh shit, wait till you get to season four. I feel it's a little difficult to answer that because I've already seen one, two, and three. Like, right. You know, um, as of right now, I don't think... I have that feeling yet. Okay. Um, I, I think that it's just, it's it's hard for me to have that without knowing how it's going to end up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. We have, I have to save some things for after the break, but do you got anything? What do you have? Well, I have one thing Then I was going to see if you had anything, but you can go ahead. No, you go. Uh, tomorrow... I wonder if we have... To, okay, definitely not the same thing. Tomorrow, actually... Well, actually, if you're listening to this podcast on February 25th, 2019, today is the first day premieres Jennifer Carpenter's new show. Oh, the nice. Enemy, the Enemy Within on NBC. Yeah. So, um, does she pop up in your Instagram? No. She pops up on my Insta stories and it's like, hey, I'm Jennifer Carpenter. And even though I play an FBI agent on TV, I really am not one, but check out my new show. That's whatever. funny. Um, so, that's... She's been hopping around television. Um, uh, I So, yes, that's my one thing. What do you got? Well, I was going to say about um, the special appearance in Spider-Man. Oh, right. Uh, yes, that was that was part of... Yep, okay, that's fine. We can talk about it. So, we watched <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse, which uh, you're not as big of a comic book fan as I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, a comic book movie fan, I, I guess I should say. The okay. superhero right. uh, face that we're all going through. But we had both heard really good things about this Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So we're watching and um, not a spoiler alert, but Miles Morales' mother, she spoke and we both kind of looked at each other and went, wait a second, who the fuck is that? And we both went J-Lo. Yeah. So we were like, no, let's rewind it. And then I believe I got it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Because I could hear, I, it's so funny, I'm going back through, actually listening to it, and um, it's like, who the hell is this? We know what voice this is. Yeah, we definitely knew it was a familiar voice, but we couldn't um, we couldn't quite pin it down, and it actually is LaGuardia. Victor figured it out that it was LaGuardia. Yeah, and like Pretty figuring cool. it out without looking it up, because in this day and age where you could Google yeah. anything at your fingertips... Um, yeah, like and when I finally got there, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, the voice was so familiar, but it was just like I, we both of us couldn't really like, yeah, put our finger on it. You're uh, on a scale of um, I can't think of what scale, from one fucks to ten fucks, as Deb would say. She never said that, but what did you think of Into the Spider Verse? I liked it. Uh, I told you, I I gave it an eight. An eight what? An eight fucks. <laughs> 
I know I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was cute. It was entertaining. A little confusing at times, but it was cute. Oh, really? The dimensions. Maybe maybe just a hat rack. All right. <laughs> Thanks. No, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I I mean I understood the movie, but yeah, I'd say the eight. Uh, I'm gonna save my rest for after the break. Let's. So we can get into this episode. That being said, your primer thoughts on this episode. So this episode kind of fell a little flat for me. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that into it. Um, I don't really know. I didn't really get that much out of it. I don't really know if there was any height to it. Not that it was necessarily filler, though, either, because we did learn things. Mm-hmm. But um, I just it fell flat for me. These past few episodes have felt very setting the table, sort of say, if I could say that. Um, this episode is looked at as looked at as like one of the better episodes, oh. but it is a little bit slower. Um, did the ending grab you at all? Because the ending is sort of what this episode's about. The idea of like, you kind of like look back now, like what that casket was for. It was actually for Arthur. I didn't put that together. Right. Um, but you could kind of, I don't recall if they ever go back to that, but. They don't. No, no, no. I mean like next episode. Oh. But I mean, that's why he he wasn't making that casket for someone else. Okay. I didn't know that. You didn't know what? That that, that casket was meant for him. No, I know. But I'm saying if you're going through it and the logistics of it, it's not like if he killed Dexter, he would then like, I also have a casket for Dexter. Okay. But the idea of like, because if you remember the beginning of the episode, he's on the casket. Uh-huh. And he's sort of like, I don't want to say praying, but. Yeah. Um, so that didn't kind of like twist you or grab you or anything? No. That, that ending? Not really. <laughs> so what did you think was going to happen when he was like sort of going up to him? What do you mean? At the end of the episode. What part are you referring to? When Dexter is going to kill Trinity. And when he goes into the hotel room, when Trinity is about to jump off the building, like what part? That that whole part. I mean, the idea is like Dexter is going to kill him. I mean, I never thought that Trinity was going to be trying to commit suicide. I never knew that that was going to... So did you think Dexter was going to kill him? Yeah. So the, there was no surprise twist from you that the fact that he was going to commit suicide? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Um, our episode opens up with Dexter. Um, if you remember, messing up the kill from the previous week, Jonathan Farrow. And God, as soon as we recorded the episode, the actor Greg Ellis um, put out a whole blog about his experience on the set. Um, and he was talking about how he was basically like naked. He's a, that kind of confirming and multiple actors have talked about it being on that kill table. Is like one of the most grueling parts of the show. Yeah. And he's like, he met Trinity, or oh, John Lithgow, and he was completely nude. That's so funny. And John Lithgow was just like, it's totally business and like whatever. And he's like, do you want tea? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? um, if you go to the actor's Twitter account, it's at Ellis Gregg. Um, it's just cool reading about his experience on the set and just like how professional and like how also he talks about how, and Michael Ciola has talked about this, how much he guts into like the Dexter character. Yeah. As opposed to like just being a, an actual normal human being, you know. Um and I guess they sort of covered up this and then something we always talk about is the idea that they this will never get brought up again. The idea that the wrong person got killed and You know what's weird for me too is that I feel like it's crazy how it's affecting Dexter so much that he killed an innocent man. When really, like, a lot of these other people that he's killed, maybe not so much if they are, like, apparent gang members or something like that, but random people, like, maybe they killed someone for the same reasons that, like, Dexter did. Like, maybe they killed someone because someone affected their family. So it's just it's just funny how he's, like, beating himself up about it but it's like, dude, at the end of the day, like you're a murderer. Like if someone was following Dexter and saw what Dexter did, they would be after to kill him. It's interesting you say that because we operate on a, when I say we, the, the, the show and the audience operates on a, Dexter always kills the bad guy. Right. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. This person is 1000% guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. 
beyond a reasonable doubt is, oh, maybe, no, 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 he 100, right? And we operate on that no matter who Dexter kills. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to your point, like, but maybe that's like the psycho, what do we always say? What, 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 I don't what, know. We what, get in trouble when we say something. No, it's okay. Actually, I, I totally forgot to tell you. Someone messaged us who has. Did I tell the, tell this? No. Um, and I forget her name. I'll I'll try and look it up. She messaged us and she has either she works with autistic children or she has an autistic child. Oh, you told me that. And she definitely one hundred percent thinks Dexter's on the. Yeah. Spectrum. No, you told me that. Yeah. Uh, um. Where was I talking about before that? I oh, about the idea of um. Maybe that's part of what's the thing we call when we say Dexter is either a sociopath or a psychopath, psychopath, right? Maybe that's sort of Dexter psychopath where it's like, no, I'm I'm actually a thousand percent always right, right? Never taken into the, you know, the plus minus of the gray, right? Um, Like I could see him being upset if he if he thinks that he killed an innocent man. I can get that, but I feel like he's just so over the top with it. And it's like, dude, you don't think that and like like people don't typically just kill people for no reason. Like maybe someone killed someone else for a very significant reason that that person maybe hurt a family member. Like no one knows the whole story. Yeah. And it's like and the, but, you know, just the fact that they kill someone instantly makes them bad. And that instantly gives Dexter the right to kill them. Once you start asking these questions and we get into real nitpick territory or just again what i always say about the show we are in a heightened reality yeah we're in an episode in a world where in this point an episode where the fbi nor miami metro is going to believe that this connected serial killer over the course of 30 years has absolutely zero merit right <laughs> no one in here yeah thinks this is a case no i know and i'm not trying to nitpick it's just no, no, one no, of those no, things I, of like I that's I don't think, I don't what think i gathered from it i was like very surprised at how distraught they made him feel just in like the beginning opening scene kind of because it was like dude you kill people all the time i can understand like making a mistake at work like it's like like i can understand being upset about it yeah but like Who's to say that you didn't kill someone else along the way that maybe wasn't really that bad? I, I think I'm with you in the idea. Like, I think we are, we are looking at it as moral people, meaning yeah. like, you know, yeah, sometimes you may have killed someone who was innocent. You got to take into mind where we're at, where the show expects us to be. The whole idea of the code. Yeah. So the code is Dexter's black and white. Yeah. Because I mean, I think he starts the episode saying like, yeah, I killed him and maybe he may have been a bad person, but he, he doesn't fit him. the yeah. code. Um, so I think we are supposed to operate with Dexter on yeah. that. But I, I, it's not, I don't, I personally don't think it's a nitpick. It's a. Just it's an observation. Yeah. Yeah. And to be like, it's a good thing too, that they don't make it him this thing drawn out yeah he's sort of frazzled almost the next day but then quickly you right know, gets over it um so you know while they're in the briefing room whatever sort of their morning meeting deb is bringing the case to miami metro about trinity um, yeah and he purposely she purposely was not including the bathtub do you think she put that slide in there to purpose like the old like oops i didn't mean to say that but i didn't think that until now like okay. I really, I really felt as if she didn't mean to put that in there, and I almost felt as if she didn't even really want to talk about it. Like she does seem a little um, guarded yeah. when it like oh like flustered, you know, when it when that comes up. Um, so I didn't take it that way, but until now, you know, maybe she did. Yeah, I always took it like it was an honest mistake. Yeah, but part of me also thinks like all of a sudden we get a super efficient really well police officer deborah morgan yeah where she's on the ball police swaps this and that trinity maybe didn't shoot me all this stuff um in line with that i think i now i'm i tend to believe like she she played it perfect like Mm -hmm. she gave the bait out and it worked you know um i I could go back to the scene but the smudge on the bathtub yeah did you do you know what i'm talking about no it's so tremendous. I refuse to believe a police officer. And that's a nitpick. All right? Yeah. I refuse to believe that some police force did not like look at that and be that's like, That's really funny. Huh, maybe we should look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's really funny. You don't funny. think anyone ever, you know, um, 
I find it hard to believe no one tested that, but uh, um, and I, I I have written in my 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 notes here like the, my next point is like the show works against itself sometimes where they make this police department so incompetent that Deborah's bringing this case of very seemingly connected deaths. And just because the FBI did whatever, and it's like, nope, this case has no merit. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's just crazy. Uh, before we get into the Dexter and Trinity main stuff storyline, I have just like a lot of, I guess, Deb stuff and non-important other stuff. Okay. Um, Deb and LaGuerta. I'm sorry, Deb and LaGuerta. Batista and LaGuerta. Literally, that's what um, Masuka says. Um, <laughs> what do you have on that? Because I don't... You know, I like them together. I think they're cute together. I think that they just need to be together. Like, instead of, like, the whole, are we, aren't we, no, we can, the passion. I mean, it's That's just... what sort of makes me, and that's why I've been really off yeah. about this stuff the past few episodes, is like, oh my god. <laughs> I do like them together, no, though. I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. but it's like, just either either get together or don't. I guess that's, like, where you run into a show writing where it's like, we don't know what the fuck to do with these yeah. characters. So you know what? For eight episodes, it's going to be this love thing that just goes back and forth because we got nothing else to do with these surrounding characters. You know? For sure. Um, but it, it is like a moment when they finally like get back together and she's like, fuck it. And you know, um, and then like you get like the hilarious scene where Batista falls on the desk that they were about to go wowing on. Conyo. <laughs> I don't think she did she say Conyo? No. no. Uh yeah, that was pretty good though. Uh it did hear an I Papi from Liberta <laughs> at, really at when, when Batista's uh, uh taking her down. I think that's also how we recognized her voice in Spider Man <laughs> yeah, is from yeah, her Spanglish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, that's funny. And also this episode, since Dexter is away, Rita and Elliot are Yeah, what's up with that? So I guess to set it up, Elliot takes the kids fishing, come home. Elliot cuts a mean fish and Rita makes a ma- mean mango salsa. Um, if you kind of realize too, like Dexter, there's a point in this episode where Dexter's like, oh, that Elliot, he's a good neighbor. Yeah. Like, you know, they're sort of like heading towards that. The um, neighbors are the ones you got to watch out for. Always. <laughs> um, Rita and Elliot flirt a little after yeah. like the day is done and Rita's had her glass of wine or whatever, right? And Rita says she used to party with a dress over her head. Yeah, what is that? Never heard that. Rita, are you were you a slut? <laughs> what what does that mean with your dress over your head? Sure, sure. I've never heard of that either. And I don't know why you would say that. Now, a question to you. What item did you say Rita was going to use after her and Elliot were done cleaning up? Oh my god! You said something very specific where you were like, they kind of like flirt. Oh my god! (laughs) So after wait, let me set it up. After Elliot and Rita are flirting, she's like, they realize they kind of had a moment. Rita's like, oh my god, I got, I got to clean up. So she, you know, they both clean up and everything. They go up, and you said, Rita's gonna use her vibrator. I did say it. I did say it. God, I have to be censored in my own home. It is funny. It is funny that you said that. Um, I have something else here where you said something similar. Um, <laughs> thoughts or predictions on on where that ends up? Because that's like a moment they shared. And it's not like... I think telling Dexter makes it worse than it sounds. Because how do you tell your significant other, yeah. hey, I had a moment. Yeah. Having a moment almost sounds worse than I had sex. Like, and also, like so um, and not to personal. sound naive of it, but Rita kind of says that she's getting a little drunk. And it almost seems like that moment really was not even like meant to happen. Right. Like, I really don't think that I, I can't speak for him. I really don't think that Rita went into that dinner expecting any of that. Um, But I'm assuming it's going to go somewhere if they showed right. it. Right. You know, they wouldn't show it for no reason. I guess to move to Deb for a little bit, uh, she... Basically, as soon as she presents the Trinity case to Miami Metro, she then very shortly gets taken off because mm-hmm. you can't work in a case you're been affected in or a victim victim yeah. of. Um, it was kind of fun to see where Deb's like working in the shadows and the way she's kind of like controlling Pin. I was going to say Pin, uh, Quinn as a puppet. 
Yes, but was she really in the shadows? Because she was right in the middle right. of the floor standing up. Like that's <laughs> that's the worst possible way to have like you can't work this case, but we will just blindly like what? The like f- I'm really bad at being like incognito with anything, and that was really bad. <laughs> that she wasn't even sit; she was standing up in the middle of the room. But then also, it's not like hide by the coffee. But hold on, hold on. It's not even like Laguerta or Batista where it was reprimanding her I know. for doing it. I know. It's just kind of like, hey, we know. Yeah. Like what was the point what was the difference if she said you guys should do rhymes with whatever what do they do? A tab sweep? Swabs. Yeah. Rhymes with Schwab. Like what's the <laughs> difference? Like she didn't no, she know. didn't actually like yeah. you know what I mean? Um but you know I, I just kinda like I think sometimes they make I wish they took a lot more out of maybe this is just my humor where I wish they took more out of Deb of the cursing and just like yeah. being a foul mouth cop and more of the like, no, 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 I'm sorry I'm using you to make you look better. Yeah. I don't want to, like that, I, I, I love that, that yeah. Deb slash Jennifer Carpenter stuff, you know. I never really get sick of her cursing um, because I feel like that is a part of her. But in this episode, it was kind of like maybe a little overdone or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I did not I didn't, I don't really notice it that much, but I did notice it a lot in this episode. And sort of, you know, we see Christine Hill. She goes to Quinn's and learns about this swab and everything. And But also, um, I wonder if this swab would even stand a chance in today's society. So I have... Um, what do you mean by that? So I have a client of mine who is a TSA agent. And he said that he just had someone who maybe was from Argentina or Colombia or something that was extradited to America to serve prison time. He was then released from prison and followed by guards um, to the airport. And this was, is the TSA agent? Yeah. Okay. And the person that was arrested was, was going to be flown back to whatever country they belong in and have to stay there. Um, he, my the client, my TSA agent was ordered to check this man before he got on the plane because he's an ex-felon. He's he's just not a good guy. So he was ordered to specifically check this one Hispanic man. Now, you can't just go up to a Hispanic man and say, I want to check you if you didn't do anything wrong. So he said he had to check basically like five people before and like and like a, like a, obviously a more detailed check like you know so he had to do like the five people before him and like the five people after him as well so that no one could say well why did you check me that i'm wondering if this could even stand a chance that like oh you're black we don't need to to test your dna like like you know what i mean like it, it's very it's very pronounced that they're only testing this mm-hmm. white older male DNA. I would imagine to cover their own ass, I imagine... They just test everyone? No, every random... I think to your point, they, they'll they test a white men between 50 and 70, which by the way is complete bullshit that they got that off cremator remains. But, um, but then also... Other people in between? Yeah. yeah. Like maybe they throw in, and let's be racist, and Hispanic. Yeah. Let's throw in a black woman. Yeah. Just every yeah. once in a while so it doesn't, right. it can't be. I, yeah. I'm assuming, I get what you're saying though. It, it's, yeah. And, and not that, um, you know, not that it's like a, a big thing or anything, but it was like we saw the DNA checkpoint and it was like definitely like two older white men and not, uh, you know, I mean, they could say this is who we're looking for and still check other people. But it was just like, man, like I, like, I wonder also how kind of in today's day and age things are so much more politically correct Mm -hmm. or done a certain way Mm -hmm. and if it's not done that way it's like ended up on social media (laughs) that i wonder too if maybe 10 years ago it wasn't as crazy to be like the police are only checking white men like okay you don't question the police you know what i mean like like i wonder if it's like a societal thing or if yeah yeah I, i i get it i wonder um i've never even heard of this before this show I, I know of like for sweeps. I know yeah. drunk checkpoints. Yeah, we have like DUI checkpoints, but I've never heard of like swab. But I've also Can you say no? What happened? Can't you say no? I assume that's like your right to say yeah. no. But in the idea of like checkpoints, I also know like you just can't make a U turn. I know. Unless it's so far out yeah. that they can't even see it. But it wasn't it. that far out. 
Right. It was like yeah. it was like ten cars deep. I remember, and this is going to be a total tangent. I remember um, there were people going to Ultra in Miami. Yeah, Ultra is like this like three day weekend like total rager. That's why I want to cut you off. This is where in Miami seven years ago we got the. The zombie who was eating people. Oh, God, yeah. That's where it came from, Ultra. So wherever they were doing these checkpoints, it was like there was no way that you ever could turn around. And they knew that they were going to be getting so much traffic because of this festival that they said people were just throwing their drugs like all over the (laughs) side of the road. People were swallowing like just like everything whole, but like throwing drugs all over the side of the road. And they still arrested like hundreds of people so many people but then supposedly there was just drugs all over the side of the road because at this ultra fest like it's it's well known that it's like yeah yeah. um excuse me so uh we also come across where again christine hill sort of learns about this sweep and whatnot um and she's sort of like desperate for a story so she comes to deb any idea why deb is like hey no fuck you fuck everything you stand for I know we're women, but fuck you. By the way, give me a call so we'll schedule a story. I think so. She just doesn't post the swab. Oh, like gives her the... She like flat out says like, like, listen, don't don't post that story. It's it's not even true, but I'll give you something to post. Right, right. So I think it's just to completely distract her from the DNA the swab. Thing. Right. Uh, anything on that bathroom scene where Deb and LaGuardia... Um, no. I don't know if I should have had anything. No, it's sort of it. It, it, it sort of le- gives way to our. I for the one of the rare times in this show, I saw like actual symbolism behind that scene, and I think I could compare it to another scene with Dexter and Trinity. They're both in bathrooms talking through mirrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Laguerta is all cosmetics because I mean she's literally only there to put on makeup. Yeah, you know, and just the idea like both literally and figuratively deb is hiding something yeah you know so just like i think i I just the subtlety is there but it's also glaring subtly yeah god what's the word i can't say it subtlety (laughs) i used to say subtle so that's why why in my head i'm like am i saying it right am i saying it right um but that gives us way to deb sort of finds out Maybe Trinity didn't shoot her. Yeah. Now, the basis of this is they are able to extract everything they know, basically except his name. Yeah. The size and everything of Trinity. So, any idea who shot Deb? Do you think that you're believing this or so on and so on? So, it was funny. When they took Deb off of the crime, the investigation, I thought it was pretty strange because... They were not quick to buy the Trinity investigation. No one really wanted to hear it. They said Lundy's crazy. No, no, no. Um, Then when they finally start listening and finally start piecing everything together, they just automatically believe that that Trinity is the one that shot Deb and Lundy. Like even when when Deb was kind of doing her presentation and she said, you know, he's the one that shot me and Lundy. In my head, I was like, whoa, like pump the brakes. Like, yeah, we think that. But like, I don't know. You can't just go around saying people shot you if you don't know if they did, you know. Um, And and I just thought that that was like kind of like maybe Trinity did it. And then this episode, it was just like, nope, he definitely did it. And then all of a sudden she's taken off the the force for that. And it was just like, you know, we don't even know. Yeah, but we don't even know what, you know, if he's the one that really did it. Um, I think it's interesting that um, that the gunshot wound was so low i thought it was kind of cool seeing like her and masuka like kind of acting it it out out. yeah because like that's like real life stuff you know that i'm sure people do um i guess i should be guessing who shot her yeah i I guess the idea is if it's not trinity who do you think it is well so masuka said um it could be possibly trinity if he's if he's kneeling down um but then I again, don't... he has to be mobile, so he has to sort of get up. Yeah, he but... even says the joke like he's got to be 60, so he, he can't be really just bending. But okay. go ahead. I'm just trying to... Um, yeah. 
So um, it could be that, but I guess it's not. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I was literally just repeating what he says. Um, so then I was thinking, do they say how tall Masuka is? No, but they say Masuka's height. Masuka looks, let's say Masuka's like one of these shorter guys. Uh-huh. So let's say he's, I don't know, five and a half. <laughs> so five and a half. Five feet and a half. Five, six. That's not how you say it? Five, I think you say five five. <laughs> that would be you'd say five six. Five five is in half. Oh. There's twelve inches in a foot. Okay, but I Not but I don't but I don't think you would say five and a half. Yeah, I'm six and a half. Anyway, I don't I don't know if that how that works. But okay, so if he's five and a half, then um and Dexter's taller than him, and he's probably the shortest man on the show, then it just goes to women. Mm-hmm. So then, Christine Laguerta. Do you think they have any reason to have shot Deb? I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm, I'm again, just telling. I'm here to always lie to you for the audience's sake. For the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just sit here to purposely lie to you. Yeah. Break. Digging Dexter is brought to you by... Jesus, Masuka, they're just tits. And we're back. So I have two things. Let me get them. I am giving a podcast recommendation through a another friend's podcast recommendation. Nice. Uh, a reco in a reco. Yeah, it's an inception of sorts. Colton had pointed me to this podcast called The Dream. And today, Sunday, February 24th, I knocked out five episodes of this podcast, like I said, called The Dream. I thought you worked today. I did, and I listened to podcasts all oh, day. Okay, okay. Pop in my Bluetooth. Um, This podcast is all about multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes. And it's clear, it's truly fascinating how much it sucks you in and the going going behind it, like the science behind it. It's all about, and I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've been approached by someone who wants you to sell you some body wrap or some lipstick or X to recruit or that person on your Facebook who's making, you know, $60,000 and she barely works from home and... She changed her life and you could change your life too. The podcast is all about those companies. And I guess I can get to the second part next week. But it says it like literally goes like Trump endorsed one of these companies. Mm-hmm. So it's like it literally goes like all the way to the White House. Wow. You, know, like you follow the trail, whatever. Um, not to say Trump has something to do with it, but he did like, you know. Um, so that's a, an interesting podcast recommendation. Uh, Colton learned me... Turn, tuned me into that so i am you got anything no i thought you too yeah and also we watched i feel like we watched another movie that i can't remember we watched happy death day oh yeah how many um fucks out of ten? Five. Five. not good no any interest not paying uh to go see the (laughs) sequel i mean we're not going to the theater to go watch it but like any interest on going to the theater i'm sorry to watch (laughs) to watch the sequel happy death day to you um you never saw Groundhog Day? I think I did a really long time ago. That movie was a horror movie, a horror Groundhog Day because Bill yeah, Murray wakes. Said, yeah, that's what we said. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if we have nothing else better to watch, you know, it was entertaining enough, but definitely not anything that I would recommend to, for anyone to watch. Fair enough. What about you? How many did you give? Uh, I guess five, two. Um, but I would say. I'm more of a horror fan than you are. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see instead of the old paranormal, the ghost, the this and that, the possession movies that are so sort of popular. Right. New horror is pretty bad. But um, I thought it was, I, I feel like it's worth a watch just for something different. And it's also, a slasher movie, but it like at least it has a gimmick. And yeah. It's a totally gimmick. But I was like, well, worth it. Is it good? Eh. And it's also like a little comical. Like it's not trying yeah, yeah. to be this it amazing. Take itself too serious. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely not at all. It's not as heavy as like the Conjuring's or Insidious or any of those movies. But um, I, I I like that they had a gimmick and they tried it, and it kind of makes me wonder 
well, the reason why I said, like, do, would you want to see the second one is because, like, where the fuck do they go with it? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that that alone. I mean, I'm sure we'll end up seeing it. Yeah. That um, alone. I actually I actually have a thing now. You, actually, you're too late. So Dexter shows up to wow. uh, go ahead. Go ahead. So we watched another show. Yeah. Recently. What? Love After Lockup. <laughs> I don't I knew there was something. So uh, my I'll brother. I'll let you have the floor, but just explain what the show's about. So Love After Lockup is on WeTV and it is about people that are in prison that um, are in relationships with people outside of prison, most of these relationships are to be assumed engaged or that they're going to get married very shortly. They, um, most of them have met on a website, something, talk to an inmate.com, meet an inmate.com. Um, my brother was in town this past weekend and me, Victor, and my brother sat on the couch for hours totally watching this really bad reality show really bad that we ended up totally loving (laughs) (laughs) so go on no i mean it's just how many uh fuck out of of ten wow ten easily is that the best reality show you ever watched no but (laughs) it was pretty good it's actually um and i'm thinking of you here meg it's actually similar to 90 day fiance Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like in these relationships and and ultimately it's sad in a lot of them but in these relationships you see where one person is so using the other for one thing or another or maybe one person is is so blindly in this relationship you know a lot of things on 90 day fiance they're just here for like a green card for a better life in america and um you know they're not the nicest to their spouse that they're supposed to be marrying Mm -hmm. um so a lot of that was this you know but um it, it was it was similar in that aspect and i learned i did learn a lot about what happens after you go to jail and even in jail so <laughs> yeah, it was it was yeah. you know an eye opening experience for that but um it's definitely good if you have absolutely nothing better to do watch yeah. it i i got intertwined i got in, invested in the show but i think i am maybe the same way i nitpicked dexter i think i started going too much to like the psychology behind it because I always say this shit ain't real. It's all scripted. I don't care what you or Meg or anyone else says. Uh, but then I just remember because I was like, why are, Why is this girl who's, I, I wouldn't say beautiful, but she's attractive. Why is she going for this dude in prison when she could probably right. get a lot of other well-off men? Right. And as the show goes on, you kind of see her go completely nuts or yeah. she's like, hyperventilating over this small thing that happens and it's like okay that's why yeah like that we why. were definitely cracking up because a lot of the couples we were like okay what's this what's like what's like the real root of this because they seem normal and the other person seems totally crazy and then nine times out of ten you see how the other person is totally crazy and why the two of them are like great together and then for my example then you come to find out this woman's mother was also in prison so it's like up oh, yeah. You know, she didn't, uh, I'll equate it to like the equivalent of, oh God, I don't like saying this, but uh, uh, they say a lot of strippers and, and porn actresses, actors had like sexual abuse when they were younger. The, that's why it sort of connects. Well, and also so, just kind of you look for a spouse like like a like in your sure. in your parents, yeah. So that's what I'm, you know? But I'm saying it's like that culture was in her, that woman's life growing up when her mother was in prison. So she just had a an inkling towards yeah. that. You know what I mean? So, to make a long story short, Victor's hooked, and we're going to try to do a little bonus pod on it. So, catch up, watch up. That's on you and Meg. Um, And Colton. Something else I wanted... Yes, and Colton. Something else I wanted to bring up, since we're just ranting. Do you remember when we finished the season three finale, we had someone, and I'm going to at her right now, Stacey G. Fit. Okay. Was like, you sound like Deb. Oh, my God. We never discussed this. No. I wonder if anyone else thinks the same thing that you sound like Deb. I've never thought it, but remember I was saying I, I, I she pops up in my sponsored yeah. ad Instagram. You think she it's talked, me? and all of a sudden I was like, "Huh, really? There's something there sometimes." Motherfuck, fuck this, fuck that, <laughs> fuck you, you cunt. Oh my God, Deb. Really? <laughs> um, wow. I, I don't know. I, I'd say maybe that, I'll be in the next Spider Verse. Uh, I'd say there's something there. She's not wrong. Okay. So. 
if anyone else think Marissa sounds like Deb, fucking let us know. Dexter shows up to Trinity's house right after being all, how could I say, twisted over this accidental killing of Jonathan Farrow. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that Trinity is a car washing enthusiast. Like you. Right. Um, and his shell is sort of cracking, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not like the super chipper dude. He's yeah. just like, Definitely what on the edge. fuck are you? Yeah. You got to water the, the plants and you got to wipe this down the right way and all that. Rebecca, Trinity's daughter. Did you see yeah. her? She's the one watering. Yeah. The, do you remember Roger from Six Feet Under, the gay guy who... Yes. Oh, you do? Yeah. His who daughter... Took care of the kids. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. His daughter in the show is Rebecca. Oh, that's funny. So you know what that means. Uh-oh. <laughs> the Six Feet Under cross-reference there. There we go. There we go. So Dexter finds out Trinity is going on what he thinks is an out-of-town kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's heading up to Tampa, so Dexter needs to find something quote-unquote science to tag along. Um, <laughs> it's probably one of the funniest moments in the show, but it will never get recognized as the funniest moment. When Dexter... It's cool how they do it. When Dexter's explaining to LaGuerta about this conference, and he's, yeah. she's like, okay, just if you stop talking, can you go? Like, you know? But then when he's explaining it to Rita... <laughs> Rita just looks totally checked out. Rita looks like she saw a ghost. Yeah, you know, like you can see, like in her eyes, that's how she's you look literally at me just not there. Yeah, like when I'm talking to no, you, I that's know. the look I get. I know. Um, yeah, just, just totally checked out. <laughs> no, I don't even know if it's possible to act that. Like it's so perfect. Yeah, and it kind of fits like the Rita role. Like you know, for sure. If it goes something above what a mom thinks or talks about, like you know. But it's like funny on Dexter's like, if I just say enough techno babble, I'll get away with this. And well, like, I think totally she even works. says like, oh, are you done? And he was like, that's all I could come up with. <laughs> like, you know, like pretty yeah. much just making anything up. So Dexter comes to Arthur to sort of like, hey, man, I need your help. I need to, you know, and watching this episode, like in retrospect, like again, I, I say it almost every episode, watching this and having to actually talk about it, you kind of have different takeaways yeah. from it. Um, the idea that, like, Trinity, I mean, he's going up to Tampa to kill himself, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was his plan up until Kyle. The way Dexter's like, I need help, you could see Trinity being like, oh, you need help? let me help you before I kill myself. Right. Like, let me, like, you know, um, <laughs> this is a nitpick. What happens if Dexter was 10 minutes late? No, I know. <laughs> and Trinity at least 10 minutes early. That's I, a nitpick if I've I, ever had one. I just assumed totally that Dexter was going to follow him up there. No matter what happened? No, well, no, like, I, I just thought that you know maybe he would watch him get out of work but then follow in his own car um tampa's about four four and a half hours away so it's not that crazy of an idea and um i i never thought that they were going to be riding together like i don't know why yeah and but i feel like with most of dexter's kills he kind of watches from afar or follows right behind that i still don't understand and i mean i guess it's like just because of the similarities that the two share but i still don't understand why he's kind of stalling and just being so buddy buddy dexter with trinity still yeah uh there's something i want to discuss and 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 then we'll get there in a second they go to a vending machine Mm -hmm. along the way Mm -hmm. a pit stop and Dexter, have you ever eaten anything out of those vending machines? No. I think that they're refrigerated. Right. But I feel like I've never even seen... Like, I've seen them I've definitely rarely. seen them super rarely. Maybe on the side of the road, like, at a at a, at a rest stop like that. Um, but I think that they totally just creep me out. Oh, well, my question... My next question is going to be, can you ever recall what's the grossest thing you've eaten from, like... Oh, my God. Like, the shadiest. Like, not, like eel from a chinese restaurant or anything but like the most like i cannot believe because i have two things my first one i guess I'll, I'll give you time to think and this was actually like two years ago and i still to this day do not know why i did this um right after what's the hurricane we, we were together for irma irma right after hurricane irma and we all kind of lost power for a little bit 
um, at work, like the Publix was sort of like working on like half, you know, it's like after a hurricane, like half the store is lit yeah. or like just emergency lights right. or whatever. Um, I just have no idea. And I didn't even realize it until someone at work pointed it out. I ate public sushi the day after the hurricane that's yeah that's pretty gross i know and it, and i was like i was eating i'm like what's wrong you guys like what's wrong and i was like <gasps> oh my god thankfully nothing happened yeah um i can't even think of what the other one oh my god when i was in college in pittsburgh the gas station across the street was 50 cent hot dogs that's gross and you know i ate four hot dogs for that's lunch so disgusting quite a few times a week great hot Four dogs. hot dogs that was like your serving it was 50 cents that's really gross this isn't really that shady i'm trying to still think of one um the only thing i could think of is i did go to a gas station for coffee and they had like regular they had like it was like the regular pot of coffee like that you like poured yourself you know and it was super early in the morning but it was like regular decaf or triple x <laughs> And like they didn't explain the triple X and it was like in like scary font. It was like red, like, like, like you know, yeah. And uh, so I definitely, obviously no brainer. I had to go with the triple X um, and the coffee was like pretty insane. But I bet you it was just like coffee filtered in coffee yeah. and more coffee from all of the week's you know yeah, like yeah. I'm sure it was just disgusting coffee yeah. that was just sitting there and I drank that but. And then I'm also going to say on the flip side, a gas station also serves the best cafe con leche I have ever had here in um, South Florida and has amazing Cuban food as well. What Cuban food are you eating from this gas station? What do you mean? Hot dogs? No. <laughs> the uh, is, is, is Arepas Venezuelan or Cuban? I have no clue. I know they have uh, pastelitos. Those are Cuban. And uh, what do you call them? The things with ham inside. Croquetas. Yeah. All really good from the gas station. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. And it's like, I again, every time it's right near, my, near, right near my work. And every time we're there, it's like, come on, let's go to the gas station and get some food. It's like, dude, I don't trust gas station food. I'm like, I promise you. I promise you. And every single time. Always. Oh, and it's not Cuban. But Jamaican beef patties. Jamaican beef patties are so good. The, I, I've, I, I've, I've gave you one from there? No, but they're oh, just I really good bring, in general. I you some from there. No, I'm showing for the wedding. <laughs> Dexter admits to killing someone. And this is the moment in the episode where Arthur, as a character, I, actually I'll say the season, totally changes. Right. His whole mood. Um, and it sort of like breeds this new trinity where like Dexter can learn from him. This is why, where I was going to say we'll get there, where you're like... Why is Dexter being so buddy-buddy from him? Yeah. Um, I feel like this is where, because he's like, I mean, Dexter's even saying like, does Trinity have some whole secret to remorse that I'll never know of? Right. Because it's funny because like, Trinity is totally killing innocents. Yeah. This is where Dexter can learn from Trinity. Like, you know what I mean? Um, the idea of like, how do you sleep at night? With, sure. You know? Um, but I think we kind of get Without Dexter knowing, we get like this whole circumventing circle of whatever. But Trinity tells Dexter, I have a secret for you in the morning. You know, when you wake up, you know, we'll sort of go. And Dexter has this whole plan to go out and get kill tools, whatever. Trinity said he has a secret for Dexter. You said it was? Oh, I don't remember. Come on. I really don't remember, I swear. So Rita was using a vibrator and Trinity was getting Dexter as a secret. I don't remember. Strippers. Oh my God, I did say that. <laughs> this is why oh, I think we should do a live watch God. just to hear the shit that comes out of your mouth. And this is just what comes out. Just think of what I'm thinking. Here, here, here's what's funny: you yell out this stuff, and then also during like the serious moments of the show, <laughs> you are just petting and talking to Nin like you're doing right now, our dog. That video you have of me blowing him kisses is literally <laughs> the best video. Um. When Dexter wakes up, and we actually have this scene on now, and Trinity Arthur is the happiest person on earth. That yeah. like, dance he does. Yeah. Those good moves, though. Great moves. Yeah. Great moves. Uh, I cannot believe the 180. Yeah. But I guess like that's like what acting is. Right. He turns from serial killer who will fucking bludgeon your head to like dopey dad on Modern Family. Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, just and up early and I, one of my favorite things too 
there's so much underrated humor in Dexter where Trinity's like, "Up, oh, you're early, early bird," and Dexter's like, "Yeah, because that's how you get the worm." <laughs> like right. you know, just like that, like just trying to fit in with this yeah. ridiculousness. Um, so Arthur takes Dexter to a house in Tampa in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the scene where you were loving all up on our dog. <laughs> Because I watched you. I watched you from the corner of my God. eye. So do you have anything on this scene? Not really. <laughs> I mean, I I was very confused why he was at this house. Then when they go to the bathroom, I get it. I get what that. What you get, though? Because I have a feeling that you, that you, you missed That his sister, that he was a creep and he was watching his sister and his sister saw him. She slipped and accidentally killed herself. How? the the screen the shower door shattered and a piece of glass went into her leg okay and she bled to death go on that then made his mother mm-hmm. go crazy go mm-hmm. into a depression and then commit suicide for herself how she jumped okay then mm-hmm. the father was blaming arthur for both killing his sister and his mother mm-hmm. and then therefore he killed his father mm-hmm so you were paying attention. I was. Oh. I can do two things at once. Back to not just a hat rack. Um, I, watching the episode and like trying to take notes flippantly and like still pay attention. I'm equating this to the Devin LaGuardia scene, even though it's obviously not as serious, but some sort of symbolism or theme or motif, whatever you want to call it. Just the idea where like, and, and again, I feel like the writers, the directors, the camera like they do this on purpose so there has to be something there where arthur is telling this story and we were watching dexter like through the mirror Mm -hmm. the idea of like dexter and arthur are mirroring each other if that makes sense because they are the same person yeah like you know we come to find out they're the same person and in this episode too like dexter killed an innocent and like you know show me your way leader you know and like after arthur gets through everything he like turns to dexter and they're not talking through the mirror anymore so it's kind of like this is the like as this is as real as Arthur can be, mm-hmm. you know. So just like the idea, like they're not talking through the mirror anymore, yeah. you know. Um, I if that's their intention, I thought it was pretty cool seeing stuff like that. Like Six Feet Under is littered with that stuff, mm-hmm. and Dexter doesn't do it so much because it's just not that kind of show. Yeah. Uh, but when they do it, I do like it. You know, good like this. There's a great one in season seven. Anyway, um, the hotel they go to. Bringing up season seven, they also use this uh, uh, hotel in season seven. I guess it's not a hotel; it's um a conference center. Okay. Uh, just the one moment to go back to the Trinity's things. Learning this is when we actually learn about what happened. Yeah. Because you know, we knew how Last why episode, he recreates we, yeah, these kills. Both. Um, but kind of just cool to see. And again, I don't think Arthur was meant to be a creep. No, I don't think so either. I was kind of just joking. It is interesting, though, that this whole thing is created, this persona, everything, off a mistake. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's not so much a mistake when, you know, family members start dying and everything, but it's it, it, it's interesting that's like, right. this is all because he just watched his sister. I was... um. I don't want to say that, like, that I did not enjoy this scene, but I guess I was like slightly confused by it. Why? Just of like why now i and i get that kyle said to arthur that he killed someone and they're maybe they're trying to help each other you know whatever but just why would arthur voluntarily open up so much and share so much and he even says i've never told anyone this let alone show them let you know why this but if arthur knew he was going to kill himself Mm -hmm. the entire time it makes a lot more sense um, so I think while I was watching it, I was kind of just like, this like would not have just normally happened, you know, but because he's never really experienced that with someone and he knew he was going to kill himself, that would make sense to kind of have like a little bit of closure on that. I'll say two reasons. One is that, cause I mean, Dexter even says it like, that's why he was open up to me so much because mm-hmm. he knew this was the end. And I think too, also the idea of like Trinity was there to help Dexter deal with this yeah and just sort of let him know like because again like arthur's whole to tune changes when dexter's like i need your help so i think to trinity arthur he's like 
I'm just trying to help you. Hey, you're not alone here. This actually, someone else has done yeah. this, you know? Um, but sure, it could be a little jarring as to like why. Right. I did. I was like confused as to why this was mm-hmm, like why mm-hmm. he was saying all that. Yeah. But The weather conference, sunny skies. Yeah. Do you ever remember a weather person having like a cool like, this is Sally Sunny with the fucking weather report. No, but Uh-oh. Steve Weagle. There you go. Oh, snuggle alert. Does the snuggle alert. <laughs> he does a snuggle alert if it gets lower than like 75 degrees out to the point where um, he's been a meteorologist in South Florida forever. So I'm pretty sure he has like a super nice house on the water. But he has a flagpole in his backyard and a snuggle alert flag <laughs> that he actually raises in his backyard when there's a snuggle alert. You're not, and that's a real thing. I was going to say, you're not lying when you say, I want to say it goes below 70. I don't know about 75. No, I, yeah, that was a little bit. When, like, when it's 65, a snuggle, snuggle, alert. snuggle alert is yeah, out. Like, yeah. you know? And uh, that, it's, like a li- it's like a literally a real thing I wanna, on the news. I want to bring that up to say like, we are in February 25th. We're at the end of February. The next time we are speaking to you guys will be March. This year is just flying by. We are at record-breaking heat wave right now yeah. down in South Florida. It was When I left work today, my car said 88 degrees. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. It's so hot this year. Good year. This time of year right now. Um, this is something I wanted to tease the entire episode, but I just completely forgot to do it. I, I want to see if you agree with me here. Arthur, remember he's talking to his family at there at the you know Dexter yes. goes to like fulfill his liability of like hey yeah. I'm at the conference told you comes back and Arthur's like talking to this family. Do you get a little Dwight Schrute? Oh my god! <laughs> out of Arthur because just the way he's like yeah I could see that you know and he's like the way and like Dexter is Jim. Yeah. Like the way he sort of like pulls him away. I can see that. Uh, it's pretty bad too when Dexter is picking up on the social cues more than anyone else. Right, right. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, because just the way he's like, I, like the way he's talking about he accidentally killed his sister is like the same way Dwight on The Office talks about the way you like skin a chicken. Yeah, but like, You know yeah. what I mean? It just totally. But what really made me think of it, what really made it click is I was like, why am I, f- I felt something like, like, like the force in Star Wars. I yeah. felt something, but I didn't know what it was. The next day, well, I guess later that, 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 that day when they go to the store and they come back and Arthur looks at Dexter and he just goes, you and me are kindred spirits. Oh and my you god! Laughed. That is totally something Dwight would say yeah. to like a salesman. I want to say that's on like an office Valentine or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Like it really might be. I think. Uh, I just found it so just the way he has to like pull him out of there, yeah. and he's mad. And he's like, "That was rude." Uh, yeah, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, our episode ends with Dexter. He's setting up the kill room in the hotel next door, and. Basically, the setup, like, the season setup is, like, first Dexter realizes how much he's like Arthur, Trinity, mm-hmm. and then, like, Arthur realizes how much he's like Dexter, because, like, you, while we joke about it, you and I are kindred spirits, they really do share right. something, you know, um, and it's like, oh, now I have to kill him because I've learned everything, but it's sort of interesting how once this episode ends, like Dexter's like, holy shit. And this is what they kind of just keep pushing, kicking the can down the road. Like maybe Dexter has more to learn from him. Mm-hmm. Um, we see he goes to get Arthur. He's not there. Goes to the four walls, four walls build. Um, and Arthur is going to jump to his death. Mm-hmm. You were not surprised by this in the slightest. I don't want to say I wasn't surprised by this. But I don't think it was that much of like an oh my god moment. No, no, I definitely think that not. I think it's a, as a consensus we can say Arthur will die by the end of the season. So it's just a matter of how he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think when he was going into his hotel room, I thought it was a little early on in the season for him to die. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering what was going to come up or what was going to happen. Um. To be honest, I was, I think, more surprised that there even was a four walls build. I thought you know, that whole thing, it? yeah, I thought that whole thing was fabricated. Um, so that was my big surprise mm-hmm. of the week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess him trying to commit suicide was 
maybe a little bit more of connecting the dots on his behavior this episode. Um, and again, I wasn't expecting it by any means. I did not see it coming by any means, but I don't think it was so much of like an, oh my God moment because we know he's going to die. It's just a matter of when and how. There's two things about that. One, it's interesting. Like Dexter's like, it's sort of a what the fuck moment. Cause in one hand it's like, go ahead. Like Trinity jumps and it's just sort of like, no, I need to save him, but wait, what if I kill him? It's interesting, like, Dexter as a serial killer, is it because he needs to actually physically do it? Mm-hmm. Or do they just need to die? Because right. then you get into something very selfish. And Dexter is rather selfish. I took it as more of like, no, I need to do it. No, I no, mean, no, no, he no. literally says... You're, no, you're, that's, how, that's how it's sold yeah. to us. I guess what I'm saying is, is Dexter... You, you, when you start questioning the code and all that, right? And he says, I, I know I know, I need to do this, right? But that Trinity, he was going to kill himself. If your goal is to the code and all that, like, does it matter? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, just the idea of like... Like, if they're a bad person, does it matter how they died? Right. Right. Like, what if he walked... It shouldn't. What if he walked in there and he had blew his brains out? Right. Like, what does Dexter then do? I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were... <laughs> how do I, like... If I was, if he was going there to kill Trinity, right? Why, why not just let him jump? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why even the? No, I know it's. Why I did he have it. the? And maybe it's just the human nature. Why did he jump out to save him? Right. But he does go through the the thought process, like, well, if as long as he dies and he's literally in my hand, but then you know, as yeah. fate has it, when everything, um, this is if this show was more well thought out and written out where the Batista and LaGuardia storyline makes no doesn't no impact on anything if a show mm-hmm. was better written I want to say um I feel like this would be like flushed out better right um but it's like you have 12 episodes you got the Trinity you got the big bad what are you gonna do for 12 episodes yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um and again the same way I was saying like we, they are like mirror reflections of each other. Arthur even says, "Like this whole time, this whole time, I thought I was here to save you. Turns out you were here to save yeah. me." Um, and can you imagine Dexter as a serial killer saving this fucking guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting thought process. To oh, and the other thing I wanted to touch on is you was like the idea of why he goes to kill himself. I. I I guess it's years of like, I kind of had my run and I think what sort of brings it to focus is like when they kill the deer the previous week. Uh Uh-huh. Right? I mean, I can't really else equate it to anything. Nothing in this episode. Well, also too, it's kind of like... uh, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. He had this plan since the start of this episode. Right. I'm going to Tampa. He, He unpacked all the cremated remains of his mm-hmm. sister or is that his mother? I don't know. Um so he had this plan. So this is from last episode. I, I could So, you know, he is known as the Trinity Killer. He kills in sequences of threes and this is like the thirtieth year. Okay. So I was just wondering if maybe like it goes kind of hand in hand of just wrapping it up like when you should finish. Clearly even if he has this happy-go-lucky persona, clearly he's a very disturbed and like upset man. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of feelings, mm-hmm. you know. Even we know that even just by the cremated remains smudges, all, like clearly he has a lot going on internally that he does not get out. Um, so it could just be that you know he had his sequences of threes, and it's the thirtieth year, and just like now is the time to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. Um, I want to say this episode is a good leeway into next week's episode, phase three. Oh, snap. This is, you know, I can't even say anything because if I hype stuff up too much, like our... No our, hypes. Our, <laughs> no hypes, seriously. Um, I will just say, not good or bad, next week is a classic episode. Wow. And there is, yeah, yeah. Um, good stuff next week. That ends this week. Anything else you want to add? I think we got it all. So next week, uh, we will be discussing episode nine of season four, Hungry Man. You know, next week's episode is 
What? It's a Thanksgiving episode. Because, you know, they were sort of, Deborah was talking about Thanksgiving weekend sweeps and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that we'll, and thanks, holiday episodes, <coughs> excuse me, holiday episodes tend to be about family. Yeah. Anytime it's Christmas or Easter, it's yeah. always like big family episodes um, on all television not or movies. So, um, we'll record that episode rather quick because someone's going to be bacheloretting this past next weekend. And that being said, we will talk to you next week. Adios. Mic check, baby. Good. Any, whenever you're ready. It's Sunday, February 24th, and you're still a cunt.